Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, DestinyComics.com proudly presents The Bookies Podcast. Where every episode is a recording of an actual book club meeting. Without any further ado or gilding the lily, I introduce you to the Bookies Podcast, brought to you by DestinyComics.com. Beware, past this point, there be spoilers ahead. Hey there, people of the interwebs, it's me, Brandon Noel. Uh, thank you for downloading the Bookies Podcast. This uh, episode, we are discussing uh, Bone Music by Christopher Rice. This is uh, written by the son of very famous author Anne Rice. Um, it's kind of a superhero um, take, uh, action-adventure um, kind of thing. It's, it's actually a really fun read. Uh, I hope you enjoy our discussion of uh, Bone Music by Christopher Rice. But since you've downloaded this episode, I know one thing about you, that you are a prolific reader. And what does every prolific reader need? Bookmarks. Go to patreon.com slash destinycomics, that's C-O-M-I-X, and uh, sign up for our Bookmark of the Month Club. You get a hand-painted, originally crafted bookmark, watercolor and ink, um, for you, your prolific reader, and all your amazing books. Um, each month is a different theme. This month, we are, uh, you know, the, the bookmarks are painted to be uh, doctors from Doctor Who. So um, get your sci-fi on, get your doctor on, and uh, I hope you enjoy this episode of the Bookies Podcast. Once again, patreon.com slash destinycomics, bookmark of the month club. All right. All right. So, books. We are the bookies. The monthly or weekly book club podcast. Um, Depending on how often you listen. (laughs) mm -hmm. Let's go in the same order. Bonnie, you want to start? Like your name? Sure. Okay. Um, David, can hold that or whatever. You guys can be seen. I'm going to take this one because this is where we're talking. But Sorry. It's, it's still... Did well, are we going to introduce ourselves like we usually? Yeah, I was no, asking you to go she, first. This is who's talking. Oh, in introducing. Here. Sorry. So that way, okay. See, now we see you on the camera. Okay. So right. that's who's talking. Sorry. I'm Bonnie Stallard. I'm Justin Stallard. David McFarland. Lewis. It's me, Lewis Lopez. <laughs> Wayne Abraham. Maybe Noel. And I'm Brandon Noel, and we are the bookies. Uh, this month we are talking about um, Bone Music by Christopher Rice. Yes. Uh, this was Bonnie's book. She put it in. Uh, did I'd read this one first, so it's not as bad as Maze Runner. <laughs> Bonnie, you want to um, talk about uh, why you put this book in and, and basic plot and all that good stuff? Sure thing. All right. So I this isn't an ad or anything. I just I have Amazon Prime. I've had it for years now. And, um, with that, I, because I do have a Kindle and the Kindle app and all that, I get these first reads books, right? 
where you can pick one of the new releases. They'll give you like five to choose from and you pick one and get it free like the week before they release it. So this was one of those that I just kind of picked randomly from the little summary. And I was like, eh, whatever. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds interesting. And one night I decided I needed something to read and I picked up my Kindle and I was like, oh, this is one of those freebies. I'm going to start reading it. And at 3 a.m., I decided I needed to put it down and go to sleep um, <laughs> because it kind of captured me from the beginning. The main character is this girl. <laughs> it's the first book in the, what it's called the Burning Girl Saga in, um, by Christopher Rice, who apparently is the son of Anne Rice, which I didn't know until after I read the book and was like looking at him and what else he'd written because I kind of liked it. At first, I was like, there's a few grammatical errors. But anyway. Aside from that, I was like, this story it caught my it caught my attention with the fact that the main character is this girl who survived being raised by serial killers, and when you know she she was a baby when her mom was taken and raped and killed by these this couple, and the husband did the raping, the wife did the did the killing, and then they raised the baby that just happened to be there, and they they gave end up they didn't tell her what was really going on they told her that you know people would sneak onto their property to try to steal their cattle and stuff and then they chased them off and they dropped things and so it was their job to get rid of these things that had been dropped and so she had to burn these in the incinerator she got old enough to do it and so hence the nickname burning girl when they um so you've got this main character who is who has lived this just horrible horrible thing and come out the other side. She, she's trying to escape the spotlight. She's trying to escape a stalker. She's just trying to escape her past in general. She's father. Yeah. Well, everything, everything in general, she's got a new name, a new home and, and she's trying to live a new life. And of course, you know, that's when everything uh, comes to a head and her past finds her and, and her therapist who turns out isn't really a therapist gave her some experimental drug that, in a, a fight or flight type scenario and only lasts for a few hours gives her, it like hones everything. So it gives her extra strength, extra like abilities just in general to concentrate and do all these things. And so she's like trying to figure out a, how this works and B decides to take out a serial killer in the process because there's a silly serial killer that's, um, it, uh, that's terrorizing the Los Angeles area in California. And so, you know, you've got this whole kind of a mystery. She's figuring things out. You've got all that. So that's kind of a synopsis of the book. Um, overall, I enjoyed it. I liked a, a book with the, I mean, there were some interesting characters. They weren't all stagnant. I liked the main character, um, you know, because of her past, I was interested in seeing how she was going to work out her future and work out her present. And, you know, so I, I was interested in seeing her story you know, that caught my attention. Um, she's, she's strong. She's stronger than she thinks she is. And she ends up proving that to, to not just everybody else, but to herself by the end of the book. And so, you know, I like a good female lead, you know, the power um, was a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, it was, um, I, I don't know. There's lots of things I liked about it. Um, I, liked you know um i i like uh 
when she goes back to her hometown and, and uh, the guy who, you know, was kind of a bully to her in high school, Luke, I like his brother. Okay. His brother's great. This tech guy who's like on the run from everybody. And I thought he was fun. I liked his character. I liked how he, you know, communicated. I liked, yeah. Um, I liked uh, her lawyer who's one of her only friends. Kind of sad, but I kind of liked her lawyer too. But um, I just, I don't know. It was an interesting story. I mean, there's lots, there's certain things that aren't exactly believable, but it's not meant to be the most believable story. It's, you know, a bit of a thriller and a bit of sci-fi and, um, yeah. All right. Justin, what'd you like about the book? Um, that's a good question. What did I like about the book? I don't uh, know. I you just finished it today. <laughs> well, uh, I, I did like the characters and the, the story was fun. One of the things I, I actually enjoyed was that it, it kind of took place in our area and areas I'm familiar with in Arizona, <laughs> Southern California. So it's like, oh, it's that's kind of, you know, that was kind of neat. Um, when they mentioned Fallbrook, I was like, oh, I used to live there. Yeah, or Palo Casino, like, hey, I've I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and stuff like that. Or Temecula. I love that when they Temecula wine. Uh, yeah, Temecula was yeah, mentioned. But the, yeah. the, what I find interesting is that the road they took to get to Pala is the windy, twisty, windy road, the back way. They didn't go down the highway. And uh, today when I was listening to it and they were talking about Luke going down that road with no headlights in the dark. And I'm like, that is insane. You've driven a bus down that road, I've driven a bus down that road in the daylight and it scared me. (laughs) Much less driving a Jeep down it in the dark with no headlights. And... uh, so that was like something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was kind of fun. Um, uh, one of the things I enjoyed was all the little uh, techno gadgets. Yes, I liked the you gadgets. Know, the uh, the uh, the uh, what do you call it? True glass. The true glass lenses, lenses that she wore. That was interesting. Very very uh, James Bondish, you know. Yeah. With all the little micro drones, right? And stuff like that. Um, what else did I like? Um, yeah, I'll probably think of something else. Oh, I've already thought of several things, but I'll, yeah. I'll wait since I started. I'll wait till we go through and All right. then, you yeah. David, your turn. Well, this is the audio. Yeah, can you talk to this? Yeah. You want to switch? Okay. Where should I start? He has a list. Start with what you liked. Remember, yes. this is what you liked. Um, my favorite character was Marty. Oh, I like Marty. Oh, uh, every oh, time yeah. we read Marty, I thought of Dave. Like <laughs> yeah. um, Marty kind of reminds me of myself. If I was his age, I'm assuming he's probably in his 50s. late 50s, 50s, early 60s, I'm assuming. I, I think Mar- it said some yeah. point, but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't Somewhere there. But uh, I like the part where he was uh, finding supplies in the buildings <laughs> and yeah yeah that's a real thing people do that <laughs> yeah you know, because i'm a i'm a scrounger myself i like to go out and loot places that are apparently abandoned <laughs> and then see what's there I'm but a- um let me see what did i like about the movie oh. um yeah about the book <laughs> um I thought the, 
I wasn't really expecting her to gain some kind of super strength. I thought that was, I mean, I don't want to say that they were copying a superhero movie, but I like the fact that they, that they, uh, fed off of your emotions and your fear to, mm-hmm. to put it into strength. And then it kind of surprised me when she wanted to go after a serial killer. I thought she would have like cleaned up a small town of like drug people and bullies and gang members or something, not go after something big like that where he's known all the way across of America. But um, the character development was pretty neat. I, I like the fact that you could uh, tell the difference between one character and another. Mm-hmm. And it definitely had a, a strong female presence in there, even even with their lawyer. Yeah. And um, I mean, just the way he 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 wrote it, it was it was pretty good. I like his mom better, but <laughs> what can I say? Um, let me see what else do I got on my list. Oh, it 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 kind of surprised me when uh, I found out that that Dylan, his mother was one of the uh, abducted. Uh, people right from the serial oh, yeah. on the ranch on the yeah and i i didn't even it did it i didn't even count it out i mean it yeah. I, did, I didn't even figure that out until they told me i was like whoa he was he was the foreign kid that that was uh taken to another country yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even think about that it was right. just like a i thought it was just like a little how they always try to fill up a book with with uh character with, details yeah, with character development, yeah, and then I didn't even come. I didn't even come to terms that he, that was him until that that they said it. So that was kind of surprising. Um, let me see. That bit surprised me too, by the way, and I'm so yeah. rarely surprised by things, but so I liked that too. <laughs> I am shocked that you did not get that, Bonnie. I knew he was involved somehow, but but when I was reading it, even this time around, knowing that he was. Um, cause that makes him a little bit younger than her because his mom was killed when she was already on the ranch. Mm-hmm. And, um, or, you know, I kept picturing him as older. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so the first time around, I don't know, just why, whenever I read him, I envisioned him as being older than her. That's and so it, we were introduced to him as the psychiatrist. Right. And so, so I kept picturing somebody a little bit older than he was. So I, I thought it might have been the uncle, like the lady's brother who had taken and raised the son. Yeah. I thought he might be involved that way, but I didn't realize it was a son because in my brain, even when I read it knowing it was a son, I still picture him as older. Yeah. <laughs> He's a gray-haired guy in my brain. <laughs> for some we do that with characters. Like, even if we know, okay, that's not how they are. Right, because I've read it twice now, so yeah. <laughs> in our brains, we still picture them the way we want to picture them. Yeah. <laughs> what else would you like, David? Um, even though... Uh... Some of the towns were fictional. I could, I can honestly picture it because I'm, I'm pretty familiar with California. And then when it went down into the Temecula area, I was like, whoa, that's kind of like really familiar territory because I've been to Palo Casino. I don't even know how many times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it was very familiar. I'm like, wow, that would cause yeah. a, a total uproar yeah. because uh, anywhere near that Paula Casino is Indian Reservation. So it made me wonder if uh, Pemberton, the, the serial murder, was was a, a reservationist or not. And 
But uh, yeah, just to, I mean, they're all overall general story. I, I thought it was it was pretty decent, and I thought it was a little bit hurried, but um, that's okay. So uh, I'll give it to the next person, which is Lewis. You know, I thought it was a bit hurried too. My copy ended up being about 400 pages or so, but like at least in the very beginning of the book, there's like a lot happening right yeah. away. Um, so it felt rushed at first, but then like as you go on, you start to realize, okay, so they're actually going to slow down the time, and, and especially in the investigation phase of the book. Like, yeah, really your voice is breaking up, dude. No, yeah, we, we can barely hear you, Lewis. Oh, really? Oh, what there, there you go. The O'Reilly came in great. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just saying that it, it seemed like the, the hurriedness of the book slowed down towards the end when they were going into the investigation phase of trying to catch Pemberton. So right. it was it was nice at that point that everything slowed down and I had a chance to kind of catch my breath. Because at first it was a little bit hard to keep up with what was happening because so much was happening all at once. Mm-hmm. Um I also liked that um, I could not predict the inciting event of this book at all. I mean, given that it's written by A. Rice and it's called Bone Music, I thought it was going to be like supernatural, like maybe those witches, but no, it's pharmaceutical drugs and superhuman strength that came out of nowhere. I had no idea that was going to be <laughs> what was what was happening with the book. And so that part was nice. I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> um I found it funny that when they mentioned Paula Casino, they specifically said Paula Casino Resort Spa, like the whole damn technical title for the place. <laughs> I was, like any 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 local would have called it Paula Casino. And even if you were trying to find like the Wikipedia name for it, you would call it Paula Casino Resort. So that was just funny to me. Yeah. I think he um, probably picked that because he probably uh, went there and, and used... Uh, that in in his book for as as a reference, mm-hmm. which I thought yeah, was pretty. I bet, but he's not a local because he didn't too. call it Paula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like he, yeah. he he obviously doesn't live next to the casino, which is obviously fine. Not. I think he lives in Hollywood somewhere. Anyone who lives next to him just says, "Oh yeah, I went to Paula." Or, at most, I went to Paula Casino. Like at most, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. You say Paula to a local here, and everybody knows what you're talking Paula about. <laughs> Yeah, you ask a foreigner or, or someone from out out of the sea, they're going to go, the Apollo what? What's that? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that when they described Temecula, they they said it wasn't necessarily really the wine country, like the Napa Valley that everybody thinks it is, because it is fairly rugged desert climate here. You know, it's kind of Mediterranean, but it's all rocky and dirt, and there's like, you know, nettle bushes in the ground. <laughs> like, right. I thought that was, that was interesting. And I can picture it in my head completely because I've seen it, but also because the description was good. What's right. funny um, is when they talked about it being, you know, wine country, like not the wine country they wanted to be or whatever. Yeah, I thought of my um, sister. One of my sisters said, "Like that's what that's what they call it. my sisters and my mom." Are like, oh, it's wine country. I'm like, oh, not really. It's country where if you want to say it, but I I wouldn't necessarily call it wine country, but like people who live there, that's like that's all they say, you know, in that area. Like, oh yeah, it's wine country. Like, but I've been yeah. to Napa, so I understood what he's talking about because Napa is is very hilly, but their hills are yeah. all smooth, smooth rolling hills type hills, and they go on for as far as you can see. Yeah, and yeah. and it's not like around Temecula where everything tends to be more jagged and rough. 
yeah, it's it's not necessarily wine country so much as a country where wineries are. <laughs> like it's it's right. a part of the desert where they put wineries. I, I Grapes happen that. to grow well there. So. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being in high school and when my sister called it wine country, I said, That makes it sound a lot fancier than it is. <laughs> right? Oh, most definitely. Okay, so yeah. funny little side note, when I was in college, um one of one of my classmates was from Temecula. And someone who lived out of state was like, Temecula? That sounds like a made-up name. Where are you really from? <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that Temecula is in a book, it exists, people. It's not a made-up, although, you know, some things are made up in this story, but that place is it. <laughs> it's a made-up name. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I don't know. Why it's not real. That's not, that's not a real place. <laughs> what, what's the name of the What's your real name of the place? Yeah, to make it sound made up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why would I, I make uh, place up? <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm even thinking like, okay, if I'm going to pretend to be from somewhere that I'm not from, I'm going to pick a real place like San Diego or, right, or someplace fancy or someplace well-known like New York City or, you know, yeah, someplace or I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna make up a place. Homeland, <laughs> homeland, <laughs> homeland or Wonderland, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Lewis, uh, what else? What else? Um, I also enjoyed Luke and Marty's interactions. I thought those oh, were yeah. good as far as like character growth and that kind of arc, you know. Mm-hmm. But they start off hating each other for a very good reason, you know. Yeah. Um, and I like that towards the end they're sort of like buddy cop, but not really, but kind of. I enjoyed that a lot. There's still animosity, but they've they've got there's, a truth going. Mutual respect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. my initial first impressions, and that's what I liked. It was great. I liked it. All right. Uh, Wayne. Oh, I I liked the book. It, it was it was surprising in a lot of areas. You know, um, like Lewis was saying, you know, you're almost going into it. All right, Anne Rice's son wrote it, you know, expecting a supernatural, you know, tone to it. And no, it's this drug that just causes extreme focus and uh, takes the fear and channels it into strength. Well, even the guys who invented it, that was a side effect they didn't expect. Right. You know, was that, was the incredible strength. And, uh, Almost invulnerability. It, it just, it, you know, when they injected, they, she took all, all those different drugs and pills and things that just burned through her system without affecting her or alcohol or that type of Downing thing. quarts of alcohol without any effect. You know, it took, it took some major, uh, you know, uh, hospital level meds to knock her out. You know, they're, they're toward. Yeah. But that, but that will also the only reason it knocked her out is because she wasn't afraid. So the medication she was taking hadn't triggered yet. Right. Right. It hadn't triggered. So that's why it burned it out of her. Knocked her out of time. She even that's said true. she was so busy, you know, playing detective, being excited that she didn't think, "Oh, I got to be scared now." You know? Yeah. Uh, I like I liked Marty and his crew. You know. Forging supplies to to help make repairs on on the women's shelter and, and other locations <laughs> yeah. like that. You know, it was uh, yeah, he was it was charitable work. He wasn't you know? just, yeah. And um, so far as like Marty, oh, yeah, Marty is awesome. 
well, towards the end there, the one guy the, that they had with him, the the uh, ex marine sniper, says, I don't hurt dogs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was Ed. And mm-hmm. the other guy that was with him that was built like an outhouse, uh, running up the hill faster than they were. That was pretty funny. It was. It was a good little crew. That was nice. And and I liked I liked Bailey's character. Yes. You know the the hacker brother. It, it yes. was. You know, he has FBI and everybody looking for him, and he and his group. That may or may not exist. It's implied they exist, but you know, not going to let you know anything about it. But uh, I have friends. I'm safe. They aren't going to find me. <laughs> but you know, he he was hacked into their phones and stuff, so he he showed up when he was needed. You know, and and it just all all of the different characters brought strength. To it, you know, and and I, I like Luke's development because you know he was the person who bullied bullied her through high school, and you know we find out the reasons that he did, and right, you know, uh, coming to the point of being gen- genuinely sorry and you know doing his best to apologize, but you know he. He had the mind to work for FBI and solve these puzzles and things. And so, you know, he he came to the fore in the investigation because of that. So between him and his hacker brother, you know, they they were they were the two main people that uh, helped to crack the case. You know, right. figure figure it out, and it, it just it was um, the the doctor who was the serial killer that she decided to go after as a as a test run for the for the uh, drug. Um, I I found when they're tracking him and he goes to the airport. And they realize that, you know, he's leaving this car in the parking garage that will be there for several weeks before he drives it back out again. And and the clothes that he was wearing, all white, which normally stood out. But if you look at it on black and white, it just kind of is nondescript. And he's got this whole body language as he's moving through the airport that goes to the restroom and changes into a completely different outfit and takes a totally different body language. And they're watching him, and, and that's when it clicks with Luke, why none of the cops spotted him in the other surveillance videos because he was working to blend with the groups and look like he belonged and was part of, part of the thing. And, and so it was... Uh, you know, he he was sharp enough and devious enough and meticulous enough in his planning. You you were wondering, is he going to pull it off or not? Yeah. We, obviously, we know she has to win because the story's about her and she's the she's the protagonist. But uh, he was he was enough of a villain to 
to make it worrisome. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and I did like that about the story as well. Right. You know, it it wasn't just that the drug gave her all of these abilities and, you know, she went into it and the villain never had a chance, you know. And, yeah. Uh, Especially so, when she forgot to be afraid at first. Right. So that that was... Uh, overall, I, I, I enjoyed it. it. It was... It was different. Yes. You know, from what I normally read and even from what we read in here. So, and I believe the ball goes to Maylene. Yep. Um, well, I, I like the general concept of like the drug and, you know, like you, like one of you said, uh, that the side effects were not even anticipated by the creators of the drug. You know, it's like they didn't specifically set out to, oh, let's make, you know, this drug that makes the people who take it, you know, virtually almost, you know, um, what was the word? Um, superhuman. Yeah, like basically almost superhuman and or invulnerable is what I was looking for. Yeah. And not invulnerable. Let, let's make it so that, you know, they can kick butt and it's not like they were planning to do that. And it's like, oh. Right. No, they just wanted them to not be afraid when attacked. Yeah, but they want not be afraid and be able to focus on defending themselves, yeah, and right. you know, a bit of a strength boost to give them be a able to break from attackers. Yeah, know, basically so just intensifying that fight or flight instinct. You know yeah. that, you know, like you hear all the time in news stories about you know mothers who protect their kids in really unusual ways, like. When they've got that adrenaline going, it's basically just trying to increase that in everybody, you know. So they don't freeze. That's the, that yeah. was the whole goal. They didn't. They don't freeze. freeze. So I like the fact that it's like, oh, cool. Here's a side effect. Let's run with it, you know, kind of thing. Well, yeah. you know, well, that happens in real life. Viagra was meant to be a heart medicine. <laughs> That's you know, they, true. It, it, there was a side effect that they weren't expecting, and. They ran with it. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's even, it's even more than that. It's even more than you think. The side effect of Viagra, the thing that makes it do the thing that it does, was first observed on, like, babies, because that's what it was intended for at first, was to help babies' blood pressure and that kind of thing. So that's when they realized, oh, this is different. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, drugs are I, crazy. I also liked Luke, what's probably my favorite character, I think one of my favorite scenes with Luke was when she finally, when uh, Charlie finally showed him like what it does, you know, she puts her arms out and they describe him just like, uh, like he's going to reach for her and he sees what happens. He's basically just like, what the, oh my gosh, don't freak out. Like, he's I'm like, not freaking out. <laughs> he's like in a crouch, like he's going to reach for her. He's like, oh. you know, I just picture him in my mind. Like, in my mind, I see him smoking a cigarette, like freaked out, like, okay, okay, you know. So, um, yeah, I liked, I liked that it moved along. I know you people are saying that, you know, it went a little too fast and then, so yeah, some of the pacing was a little uneven, but I'm glad that it like, there are some parts I was glad that it didn't drag on, you know what I mean? It, it didn't, right. like, it was, I felt like overall it was an easy read. Like, it was, yeah. It wasn't something yeah. that I was like, oh, it wasn't a book that I felt like I hated having to pick it up, you know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. so such a slog to get through, and oh my gosh, is it over? It wasn't one of those, you know. 
Yeah. It, it also wasn't, I have in the last two years read several like young adult books, you know, meant for teens yeah. that do not stop. They don't stop. You don't get to breathe yeah. at all through the whole book. And then you get to the end and it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. So you have to go to the next book. I don't like that. And I've read several <laughs> different books in different series that do that. And apparently that's in. So I like that it wasn't that fast. Yeah. It <laughs> That's annoying. Like, every chapter wasn't completely action packed or, you know, like they right. had the scene with them listening to the music. Um, you know, Marty was cooking up some steaks and, you know, just kind of having this almost normal moment between things that happen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that's, Oh, I like and um when the Scooby Gang comes together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So those were some of the things that I think I liked the most in the book. Mm -hmm. And you know, there are a couple of scenes here and there that I I liked that I thought like I liked them in the library talking <laughs> on the computer and right. Kind of some of the banter between you know Luke and his brother, even though you know he. They hadn't spoken in a while. I, I liked some of the banter that was going back and forth. So, yeah. I also liked how uh, Christopher made reference of his of his mother with the the vampire stories. Yeah, <laughs> there's a couple little uh, jabs in there. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, those were my main likes for the book, and and like Bonnie said, I got pulled in pretty quickly. Um, it wasn't like it didn't take me half the book to get into it, you know. Right. Um, um, so, yeah. And then I've only got one dislike, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, um, there's a lot of little moments I liked in the book. Um, one that actually stood out to me and made me laugh pretty, pretty hard was um, after Luke um, and uh, Cheryl, what was her, her second name? Charlie, Charlie. Charlie. Luke and Charlie have the, their first argument, and Luke storms off and, you know, all right, good luck, burning girl, and then just walks out. Um, he gets in the car, slams the door, drives off angrily, and then there's just this little paragraph where, you know, Luke hears the voice of his freshman year's roommate. Shit, dude, or oh, shit, dude. <laughs> and it's like, Reggie, and you get this whole little backstory about Reggie, and it's like, oh shit, dude, he has that voice in his head because Reggie had this innate ability to, like, pinpoint that moment when the 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 girl in the room was gonna go psycho or when they realized they drank two day old coffee, um, right? You know, it's like, oh <laughs> shit, dude, you like her, yeah. <laughs> Like that right. moment, like really made me laugh. Um, that, and then when Luke and her first meet up, and you know they're driving to the library after the uh, they destroy the cell phone. Um, that you know, like, well, Marty thought you were in on it. And he just starts laughing. Your guys's vision of my life is way better than what my life really is right now. Right. <laughs> You think I'm way more interesting than I really am. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. And you finally find out his backstory. Yeah. yeah. It's like there's a lot of little stuff like that that I really enjoyed. But 
this might sound weird, but my favorite character is Reggie. <laughs> I love that. My favorite That's character great. is the flashback that we don't even see, really. Yes. Nope. Reggie, Reggie is my favorite character. <laughs> oh, Looks shit, dude. Your oh, dude. Reggie, your That's your favorite character? Oh, shit, dude. <laughs> I was say, that's the only reaction I can have for that is oh shit dude <laughs> that's your favorite character oh shit dude mm-hmm. oh, it's perfect alright I'm down that's great <laughs> it, it works so, oh, that's funny alright moving on to qualms negatives like, alright one um, little thing I want to say before that um, because I thought about it like that so we've all talked about how cool the drug is um and yes, what, that's what we talked about. How badass it is! How, but with her, it made everybody else kill themselves in horrible ways before her. Yeah, everybody else themselves. We have to remember that. But I, I liked that it worked for her. Why it worked for her? Because she wasn't combat trained. Because she hadn't built that muscle memory. Because her amygdala hadn't been affected in that way. It, she, you know, like I, I like that it talked about the terms and why, like why it worked for her where it had never worked for anyone else. And it probably would work for some other people in the future if they can figure out all this stuff. But I I, I liked that. Um, and I like two of the different kinds of PTSD that people can have too. Right. Because it talks about I mean it totally addresses that. Where, you know, a lot of people don't address that. But that you know, I it totally addresses that. And I like um when you f- do find out that Dylan is was Noah um, and how he hated her at first and then realized, what was the, what was it? I, I, you don't pick the survivors of the shipwreck. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, yeah. was a great line. You don't pick the survivors of the shipwreck. You guys are all, you guys are the survivors. You don't pick who survives, you know, and the fact that she was also just a survivor. And um, so I, I liked that revelation at the end. Um, things I didn't like, things I didn't like, um, some of the grammar and stuff, especially at the beginning, I was like, this, this should have been a past tense or instead of a past present participle or well, you know, just little things, like little things like that, which irritated me when I very first started reading the book the first time around. And, but because the story was interesting enough, I moved past that and was able to enjoy it. Um, yes, some of the pacing was a little different, but um, like I said, it wasn't as, as it wasn't constant action because I've read a few of those and and they literally, like, you feel, like, exhausted when you're done reading the dang book. And you're like, I can't, I can't put it down. No, there's another chapter, and they're not letting me breathe. I have to put this down. I have to breathe, you know? Um, so I liked that there were moments. I, um, just like, I know that I didn't like everything about the book, but the dislikes aren't popping out in my brain at the moment. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't remember what else I didn't like about the book. I mean, you know, some of the characters, you're like, well, I don't like that character. But only because they have the bad guy. Like he wrote a really good bad guy. Like that, that serial killer was creepy. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't like that scene. That make that guy super creepy. I don't like that. But at the same time, he was well written. So I guess I can't really complain about that. You know, like the scene where he's exercising and the, the report comes on and he I was like, that's nasty. He's such a creepy, gross bad guy. But at the same time, I can't say I, you know, like I didn't. I didn't like that, but it made the bad guy more creepy and horrible. Yeah. So, so it was still actually probably good in that way. But anyway, all right. Yeah, you're you're supposed to be repulsed by him, and it's very successful. Right, right. So, so there's that. 
Um, I'm sure there was something else, but it completely brain fogged. So, Justin, what didn't you like about the book? Go. Um, well, one of the things I, I, I didn't like is um, I don't think he did his research on anybody that has ever lived in Arizona. <laughs> because if she was in that in a situation, moving, living in Arizona, uh, in the desert, in where the you desert, have lived, where, 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 where she lives, having a gun in so many rooms, but then not carrying a gun on her person is just stupid. Yeah. Because in a state where in a state where it's legal to carry a concealed weapon without a permit, um, I, I, I think uh, it would have been a little more realistic if she would have actually carried a weapon on her. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it wouldn't have flowed well with the character because since she just would have shot the guy instead of breaking his collarbone. Yeah. But anyway, uh, moving on. Um, the other thing I had trouble with was uh, a physics problem. Um, when she reached out her arm and stopped the box truck with her arm, there's a problem of uh, mass and inertia there that doesn't quite work because I don't care how strong you are. If you're not heavy enough uh, to inert enough force on an object that size, you're not going to, it's just going to drag her along with it. And then stop. Oh, she would have just kept going. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But as it was, she wouldn't have been uh, injured. But, she just put her arm out. Before when the thing shoulders the truck. Yeah, but the thing's mass was way bigger than hers. It never said right. that medicine changed right. her That's mass. Thing. The thing was also center of the truck, and yeah. you know the truck collapses around him. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. have that. She just mass. puts her arm out. And doesn't lose it and stops the truck. So I, I had a. I had qualms with that. Yeah. Um, I didn't think about that. That's it a was a great point. scene as but far as... It was as... a great scene, yeah. 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 It, it would be like there was an iron post encased in cement in the middle of the road and the, the truck ran into that. Yes, yeah. it would stop like that. Yeah. But, but yeah, she wouldn't have been injured, but she would have traveled about a quarter of a block. Yeah. At least. At least. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Uh, of course, the, the the problems, the little hiccups of the grammar were a little annoying in the beginning. Um, but uh, other than that, that's about all I can think of at the moment. All right, David. David. Um, yeah, I got a list. David has a list. I do but not. it's better than Maze Runner. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's better than Maze Runner. Um, it's going to be the swan song, isn't it? Better I, than I Maze like Runner. Quick to add that addendum. It was better than Maze Runner. Okay. Maze Runner. You have 20 things you want to complain about, but it was better than Maze Runner. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> you know what? That's going to be the tagline for this podcast in general, isn't right? it? The bookies. <laughs> the bookies better than Maze Runner. Better than the Maze Runner. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. People who like the Maze Runner will be like, ooh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I, I completely understand that uh, they needed certain things to happen for the story to move forward, but um, I was a little bit upset on a couple of things that happened. Um, for example, uh, her whole security system in her house. I was extremely upset that that Jason character actually guessed 
the passcode number in three tries. Oh, yeah. You know what? Me too, actually. That kind of pissed that, me off too. I, I almost stopped reading the book because of that. I know it sounds petty, but I actually looked up the odds of of guessing the passcode in in that and that uh many tries and um the odds I looked it up online of guessing a passcode correctly is one out of nine hundred thousand. <laughs> I, I will defend that because you're dealing with her stalker, somebody who has researched her for years. I understand that, but I would agree with you in that part, but well, like, it's like every once in a while it happens in real life. Keanu Reeves had a stalker who was able to get through his security system. And it, this actually happened. Keanu Reeves had a stalker. He came home one day and she was naked in his bedroom. So she was hearing about that, but still I could, I could understand that. Yes. They, they research your life, but when it was, when it was combined with. Dates, dates local from, geography. from local geography and the, yeah. the date a mine closed. I just went bullshit. That's true because it would be a lot harder to do it, like you said, when you combine them versus yeah. if it was just like one place or if it was a birthday or, or her mother's birthday, birthday with mom's right. age and part of your social security number, whatever. But when they mix that with the date that a mine closed where she bought the house, I called so much bullshit. I almost closed the book. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm glad I didn't because look what I would have missed. It was a halfway decent book. But um, I also had a problem with uh, with her not having uh, a gun as well because Arizona is an open carry state, and with her having such such uh, drastic measures for having her home secured, having guns here, guns there, I'm surprised that she wouldn't had one in her glove compartment she wouldn't have one on herself i mean well she did have one in her glove compartment didn't she, did she? i, I, I don't she re- i don't recall but um and then walking into the house and she freaked out I, i'm i'm sorry i would have ran right back into the garage and grabbed my gun and it kind of upset me that that uh he already knew how many firearms she had in the house but that's because dylan told him and she told, I mean, and Dylan. she told Dylan everything. That would be a, a actual question a psychiatrist might ask. Like, well, if we're talking about how scared you are, what kind of, how many guns do you have? How many, you know, like that, yeah. that, that's something a psychiatrist might actually bring up when we're talking about your emotions. I know. It, it, it just kind of upset me for a little bit because um, I'm a little bit different than that. Nobody knows what I have in my house. You're a very paranoid man, and I appreciate that. <laughs> I will say I'm, I'm, I'm happy with him on this one because I might tell a psychiatrist, "Hey, I've got six guns in my whatever," but I'm I'm probably wouldn't tell him where exactly all the guns are. Like I'm not gonna say, "Oh yeah, I've got one gun under my right. I've got one gun in my bedroom." Yeah. I, so yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of like I, I get you know yeah. I get it on that one. Yeah, no, I'm no. not gonna tell anyone where all my guns are. You know. Oh no, no. <laughs> I might, I might I mean, tell like them how I, I am, but not, not where, yeah. Well, what kind? I understand that they did it for character <laughs> development, and, and that's the reason why I continued with the book. Okay. Um, I just, there was another part where I just didn't like the fact that she trusts the drug. 
after being so paranoid about everything else, about her security and everything, oh, yeah. she's, she's just trusting this after it happened, not, not even knowing if there was ever going to be side effects. Oh, we're oh, going to yeah. talk about that. Well, yeah, long <laughs> side effects. What about that, you know? Um, what if it's cumulative? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I know I'd be terrified enough to find out I was drugged. I'd be even more terrified to try it again. You know, like, oh, you know, what's in the thing, you know? Well, um, Plus, like, when it comes to drug manufacturing, like, realistically, these things go through years of, like, staggering clinical trials to figure out the exact possible side effects. And she's taking one that's unproven, unapproved, like, like who made this? Is it full of spiders? Like, what's in this? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Let's take yeah, it. Yeah, but she felt <laughs> awesome. She's well, that's what it is. Slightly addicted. <laughs> oh, no, no. She was a pulling addict. But there was there was one there was one big thing that I didn't like. And Brandon, you could you could edit this uh, out later if if you don't deem it worthy for your podcast. But I'm really tired of of people trying to make homosexual situations in books and TVs seem like it's normal. And I just, I just don't really approve of it. They're, they're just trying to push it down on people. And if you complain about it, they're going to start crying about you. And it's basically taking your, your voice or your opinion away because they're going to call you a racist or a homophobe or something. And I just didn't really particularly like that about the book. I don't even, especially when, uh, Uh, because, because Cole is gay. Uh, Cole and Cole and Dylan had a thing. Colin, Colin and Dylan are gay. Well, Dylan isn't. He just played Cole. He's yeah. he's whatever. Yeah, like well, they even makes the the comment of like you know, uh, sexual identity. There's not a, a, a definition for sexual identity when it's um, purely um, career driven or something like that. There was there was a line because you get the idea that Dylan just. You like like Bond. He used whatever sexuality he needed to be, to manipulate people to get him to do what he wanted. Yeah, it was just manipulation. Yeah, yeah. yeah like but um, it wasn't. They weren't. I didn't get the feeling that they were actually in love with each other. It wasn't reciprocal. It was Dylan used sex to get what he wanted. Yeah, a super villain move. Yeah, it just <laughs> it just kind of bothered me that 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 that. They just had to bring it up in the first place. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on that one, but eh, whatever. It's just I, you see it on TV now, where they when before when I was growing up, you just didn't see that on TV, and now they're just trying to make it normal. Where yeah, it, yeah I think it is normal. I think it. it I think society's growing. And um, well, yeah, that's that's why I'm saying if you want to edit this out of your podcast, yeah, I'm, it's your opinion, Dave. I'm going to respect it. Um, uh, but we do disagree on this. Yeah. Um, and also uh, going on with the story, I thought the the mask maker part of the book was a little bit too hurried, in my opinion. I mean, I know there really wasn't. Uh, much you could else to to describe what he was doing to him down in the basement, but I would have liked to have um, the stories about him a little bit broken up since it, it came out to the fact that she was going to go hunt this guy. I would have liked a, a little bit more backstory on him, like separated in 
in chapters. Like once in a while, you'll get like a chapter with, with him doing whatever. So that way you could really, cause I, I really didn't like or dislike the guy because he wasn't really in the book long enough for me to actually like or dislike him. Well, he's a serial killer, Dave. You're not supposed to like him. How do you know I don't like him? <laughs> but um, You're not supposed to, but... <laughs> and also, I didn't... I mean, I understand some hackers are, are really good at what they do, but I just thought Bailey finding out who he was when he only killed three people, when the... When the Pemberton, is his name Pemberton? Mm-hmm. Pemberton, yeah. When, when he kill, only killed three people and he found out who he was, I thought, I don't know, I thought that was a little bit unrealistic. That's why I would have liked to have a little bit more backstory with Pemberton in the book from the beginning instead of like, I think it started in like part two or something and then it was only like a chapter here and then a chapter there. That's Oh, yeah, it was, but you didn't know who he was. And I just didn't, I just didn't like the fact how quickly they found out who he was. But like I said, it was, uh, it was part of the, the story development and that's why I just kept on going with it. But, um, let me see. Other than that, I mean, there's like, I'm, I'm personally, uh, don't really mind the grammar errors because uh, I make several of them myself. And and any word that I really don't understand, I should look them up online to see what they mean. But I get lazy and I just put in a word what I think it might mean just to go on with the story. You know, um, context gives gives you mo- the majority of what they're going after anyway. Um, yeah. I, I don't think I've looked up a word in the dictionary since high school. I, I still look them up because I'm just like, why is this guy using this word? And then, but most of the time, I'm usually correct with uh, the general meaning. But other than that, I thought the book was pretty good, and I really don't have anything else bad to say about it. All right. Uh, switching over to Lewis. Unless you, you got you done, Dave? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Lewis? Um, I mean, like I mentioned before, I wasn't really a big fan of the, the hurried nature of the beginning of the book, but that didn't bother me after too long. I kind of got used to it, and then it did slow down after a bit. Um, I didn't really find the whole attraction and love story between um, Charlie and Luke to be that believable, honestly. Like, like we're, we're given to understand that he's been like a high school bully to her. He's been like a real dick, you know. Like, can you speak up a little bit? We can hardly hear you. Like, can hardly hear Hang on, let me try. Let me try it without the headphones. We can't hear you. Hang on, let me go. You weren't talking. Oh, I thought not. <laughs> okay, is this any better? No. It's quieter. <laughs> it's a little better. <laughs> Just go with it. Okay. Good. Are we good? No. 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 A little closer. Plus your mouth. Okay. There you go. Are we good? Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't find the whole love story between Luke and Charlie to be that believable. We we understand that he's like a high school bully to her, and he's been like a like a jerk basically the whole time she's known him previously. 
So I didn't really think it was that believable when they kind of find comfort in each other's like, you know, past traumas kind of thing. Like I could see how they would become like friends probably and become close that way. But as far as like a romantic attraction or a physical attraction, I just didn't really buy it. It wasn't believable to me. And the other thing that bothered me about that in particular was that I predicted it the whole time. I knew it was going to happen. That's what I was going to say. I predicted it the whole time too. And I was irritated by it. That was my other thing. I, yeah. <laughs> I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Cause it's not a mile away and you're like, yeah, Aw, really? He like, was like a good jerk. Know, you know what's yeah. going to happen from the first time they start seeing each other and thinking about each other. And because I knew what was going to happen and also didn't think it was realistic, I didn't really like it. Right. It, it kind of makes sense that they would like trauma bond as friends. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be realistic for them to start, you know, an actual relationship based on that. Or, or at least not by the end of one, one, you know, whole story yeah. kind of thing, yeah. you know. Maybe by the end of book three. Yeah, maybe. like maybe by the end of book three. Um. So that was my that was my main gripe about this. I didn't really have a whole lot that I didn't enjoy about this book. The one thing I didn't enjoy, I really didn't enjoy, but I was able to accept it after a while because it's just how the book is written. I can't yeah. change it. Yeah. Um, I, I found the fact that he suddenly realized he'd liked her all along believable because, you know, that can happen. But for her mm-hmm. to, to, I could see how she could learn to trust him by the end of the book, but not learn to like him that the, much. The book, I agree with you. together, what, three weeks? Yeah. Four weeks? Yeah. And as I know someone, they as someone who had bullies throughout various times at school, I can tell you, it, I would not get over it <laughs> after three weeks and all of a sudden be in love with my bully. Like, you know. Right? So Yeah, yeah. no, that, that that's <laughs> something that takes place over, like, years of therapy, yeah, I, if it's ever going to happen at all. Yeah. <laughs> I might, as like I said, after a couple of years of friendship, maybe. Yeah. And, like mm-hmm. I said, that's going to take some therapy. That's going to take a whole lot of more trust going on than, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, even it, in it, extenuating circumstances like these, it's still mm-hmm. you saw it coming, but it wasn't what it should have been. I agree. I'm not going to be the major over my former bully. <laughs> Plus, like he just got finished apologizing to her for the, for the first time and trying to convince her, like I'm a, I'm a good person, I'm changed, and then they have a fight, and he reverts to his exact previous yeah, self. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if if anything, if I was in her shoes, I would have seen that moment as not him having a meltdown, but him going back to how he was before. Yeah. You know? Or having it's, not it's, changed at all. Yeah. Yeah. Or that. Or or he lied to me and he actually is this person, but he doesn't want to feel guilty about it anymore. Exactly. You know? At, at that point so that, I would have been like, okay, don't talk to me anymore. Thank you very much for making me not feel guilty about letting you Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like like if if you need to feel like I've forgiven you, fine. I forgave you. Now go away. I'm going to go save the world by being Superwoman, you know? Right. And I also didn't, well, I'm not going to say I didn't like it, but I didn't, it wasn't necessarily enjoyable to me that she was, it's been mentioned before, she was so immediately on board with taking this drug over and over and over again. You know, never mind not knowing what's in it, not really knowing how it's going to affect her in the long run not knowing how it was made, she was immediately gung-ho about wanting to try it out more and wanting right. to see exactly what its effects were. 
you know, the, the, the word addict has been thrown around. I feel like she does have addictive personality in terms of this kind of thing, you know, she's obviously not like an alcoholic or anything, but she's, I guess you could say a drug addict. It is technically a drug. I mean, I think, I feel like one of my first questions, like when trying to find out about the drug is, is this going to affect my heart? Because this has got some serious, like, you know, Mm -hmm. amphetamine type <laughs> reaction yeah. You know. oh yeah this is an upper this is a way upper <laughs> like 10th degree right like mm-hmm. is this gonna like make me have a heart attack in the middle of it or right <laughs> and that's like the first thing that comes to my mind like you said that's not including all the things i wouldn't even think to ask about like <laughs> mm-hmm. is this gonna like affect my liver or <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> my brain gonna explode i don't know like what's gonna happen on the drug you know yeah yeah Helps you metabolize glucose fast. What does it do to your your other your organs? To do, you know. Yeah, yeah. This was I'm I'm gonna jump up because this is one of my major complaints. Power Man from DC Comics has a very similar setup. Takes the pill, gets an hour of superpowers. He died of kidney failure. <laughs> like how do you not lose <laughs> your due diligence? Power Man. <laughs> Dies of kidney failure. <laughs> like, come on! <laughs> like, I'm and that's the other thing is, <laughs> and she doesn't know. Says, hey, we have to get blood work done. She even mm-hmm. specifically says, we need to check out your kidney because we don't mm-hmm. know if your kidney can break this down. Right? Yeah, she and goes, and no, because this drug has that. not. Because it has not been like uh, clinically approved for human use, she realistically doesn't know what it's doing to her kidneys, to her liver. Like it could be affecting her organs, which you could argue have not been turned superhuman in unpredictable ways. You know, even even if she like can trust the guy who gave it to her, which she doesn't, because you know, <laughs> gave it to her without her knowledge. But even if she felt she could trust him, I still would have been like, okay, uh, show me the stats. You know. Yes, the others went liking, but is there any proof that if I don't go liking, I will still be okay? She doesn't even know it at that yeah, that's, point. Yeah, that. Yeah. She doesn't know. Mm-hmm. She just knows other people take yeah. this drug and die. Yeah. And she keeps taking the pill. I'm like, what did they kind of? It specifically <laughs> says she's taken three pills in 48 hours mm-hmm. by the time Luke comes on board. And then the other thing is when it when it mentions just how many other pills she's taken to test Zypraxin's effects, she's taken like ten um oh, like yeah. Xanax and ten uh you know the, the opiates, all that kind of stuff. Like I'd be willing to bet that by the time the Zypraxin has worn off in her system, as far as like she's no longer super, the effects of those other medicines are still gonna be in her system and they'll yeah. all kick in at one time and she will go into a, a comatose party death. Like that's what's gonna happen. You know, right? Like, so yeah, I yeah, and I like, I also I just realized right now I also didn't like that she continued to take the medications after literally truly being lied to by Dylan about what it was and what it did to her the very first time. Yeah. Like she finds out like okay this thing isn't what I was told it was. Should I throw them away? No, I'm gonna use them. No, <laughs> throw them away. She is an addict. She's addicted yeah. to the power. Yeah. Yep. Three she's pills. Powerless her whole life. Her whole life she's been powerless. In 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Like that is reckless behavior. 
I, I, I do get wanting not to be powerless anymore. I get that. But at the same time, it's like, okay, like you said, I've been lied to. What the F is in this? What? Like, I'd be more terrified that's going to do more harm than good. <laughs> you know, like. Even going after the mask maker is reckless behavior because she's not concerned with going after the man who gave her the pills. She thinks it's, mm-hmm. it's too big because of billion dollar corporation. She's more concerned with taking down another serial killer. It's reckless behavior, and she gives in far too quickly to the idea that this corporation really is going to be able to control everything in her life, and there's nothing she can do to fight it. Yeah. Like, she doesn't even try to resist their influence over her entire being at this point. I didn't yeah. like that either. Like, it just, you know, it like, again, this was on my shit list. But Dave talked earlier about like almost closing the book. I had a real hard time getting past the lawyer scene because every origin story, every superhero origin, your hero has to do their due diligence, right? Captain America or, you know, um, the training montage in every origin film, mm-hmm. you know, they have like, you have to do the blood work. You have to get your work up. You have to, you know, and her not willing to do that, in my opinion, like, okay, you're not interested in living. Why should I yeah. care to survive this? Yeah. You're like, not I'm trying to find out exactly what this will do to you. Yeah. What else, Lewis? Even in, even in the, uh, like the very first Spider-Man movie, you get that little tiny montage of him saying, go web, go, and trying to figure out exactly how to make the webs come out. There was none of that. She was just like, okay, I am, I am a living muscle. I'm going to fight. Let's go. What? <laughs> come on. So yeah, that was, that was just my major gripes. I didn't, I didn't really have that many. Honestly, I enjoyed the book. I liked it. It, it bothered me at times, but. It's definitely still worth reading, in my opinion. Okay, Wayne? Wow, there's been a lot of stuff covered. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> on that. Um, I, I think one, one of the points that was, was made... And I don't remember who made it. Uh, it may have been Dylan, but I think it was someone else. When they're talking about her house and the setup out there, they said, you didn't build that for your protection. You built that place as a trap for people who do violence. Mm-hmm. And you know it it was it was something that she didn't seem able to argue against, and that was part of her mind mindset before she had access to this drug that made her this powerful. So I, I would say that. That is kind of a foreshadowing of, you know, her mindset that when she gets hold of this drug, it's like, oh, 
now I can really do what I was trying to do out there in the desert. Fair enough. So, you know, that I, there, there was something about that scene that just kind of just kind of stuck in my head. And so I, I yeah, but but that was something that that was there prior to her taking the drug. So I think I think the power trip on the drug just enhanced that mindset. Yeah. Of, Trap the bad guy. Get rid of the bad guy. Got it. Get, get rid of the bad guys. Get rid of the, you know the dudes that are doing violence and and uh, and oh now I've got a new way to do it. Mm-hmm. Let's run with it, you know. Um, as far as just out and out dislikes, I it was a necessary scene to show the villain's viewpoint why he does what he did, but I did I did not enjoy the attack scene in the park myself oh yeah no i get it i get what you mean yeah that that was that was not that was not a scene that i that i enjoyed at all and part of me was rooting for them to find her while she was still alive be able to rescue her you know um was hoping for that but alas that was not the case so but Still, you know, this is, I don't know if this is uh, three books now in the series or four. I think it's three. I I think it's a trilogy at this point. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, overall, I enjoyed the story. And uh, part of me is kind of curious to see what happens next. So, yeah, me too. I, I I wouldn't be against reading one of the other books, and uh, I'm not certain. Someplace <clears throat> I have it in my mind. Did they make a movie of this one? No, no, not, no, yet. not yet. No, it's pretty new still. Okay. I don't even know if he's actually finished book three. Okay. I know it's it says trilogy or something, but I don't know if he's actually finished. I, I'd have to check. I don't know if book three is in publication yet or finished yet. Book, two, book two is. But. Well, my book says a burning girl thriller and that's it. Yeah. Okay, I shall pass it on to Maylene. Well, um, you guys all make really good points. Some of some of them I didn't even think about. It's like, oh yeah, how about that? Um, hey, you're not late. But my one main problem with this story and I kind of go back and forth with it, but my main problem is I feel like there's so much going on. So many different, like, stories. You've got the mask maker. You've got, you know, the main character himself who, you know, you've got the main story where she's been, you know, got this pill thing going on, but then she was raised by serial killers when she was, you know, for the first seven years, which, you know, for a long time, I was like, okay, well, that could have been its own thing right there, you know, its own story. Oh, it's own separate story, like raised by three colors. And then, you know, her dad was like they made kind of a big deal at first about her dad being like this guy who just yeah. out to to for the money. Yeah, make yeah. Make a buck off of her. And so it's like 
I feel like some of these elements could have been different books. You know what I mean? Like, I just felt right. like there was mm-hmm. so many elements to the book itself. And to the point where I know, Bonnie, you really liked this, but I felt like when they talked about why the pill worked on her, I almost felt like that was kind of like the most bare minimum they could come up with to, you know, like make right. that the reason why it's part of this book. I'm not saying that it's wrong. You know, I mean, I get it. There are different levels of PTSD. Not everyone has the extreme forms, you know, and so, but because to, to a degree, I do get why in that sense, the pill would work on her, but no one else. But at the same time, I feel like, I don't know, like, I feel like maybe he could have come up with a slightly stronger reason why the pill worked on her, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, that, to me, that's how it felt like anyway. It felt like it was just a way to connect the serial killer aspect of it to the rest of the story. And I don't know, I just felt like even though the book, even though I did like the book, I felt like certain elements could have been pulled out and saved for another story entirely. Like, maybe make The Mask Maker a second book, you know what I mean? So that I, I get, you know, why she went after him, but at the same time, like you guys said, she's, it, it, it feels like it's more, it's more to show that she's addicted to being in these situations to get this power kind of thing, you know? I feel like the mask maker might have been in a more much more interesting second book and then you can go into depth of getting more info on you know more chapters like what i was saying on the serial killer and i don't know that that was my main thing was i just felt like you know too much in one book at one time you know what i mean because because i felt like some of the storylines if they taken out one or two and saved them for a future burning girl story Mm -hmm some of the other things could have been more developed and more like I, I would have I would have been interested to have more of certain elements. Right. That's so it. funny story, Maylene. Okay. I read this the when it very first obviously when it first came out. And I forgot all about the whole mask maker part of the book. Uh-huh. You know what I remembered was that first scene where where the where the stalker gets into her house and, uh-huh. and she ends up hurting him and blah blah blah. And I remembered there were some powers and I and my brain, that was the climax of the story, not the opening of the story. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Oh, I yeah. had forgotten. I had forgotten. And then I was like, oh, wait, this happened. That's right. This is how it began. Oh, right, right. Mask maker. Okay, right, right. I was like, I, after I, you know, I read the first chapter and I was like, oh, yeah. Cause I'd forgotten the whole mask maker part of the book. It was just funny because, you know, when I first got the book, I, I was like, okay, I want it. You know, I always read the summary first, even when it's right. like, you know, so I'm reading the back. I'm like, okay, cool. Okay. Oh, wow. First seven years of her life, she was made by serial killers. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. Oh my gosh. Her dad, you know, trying to make a profit. Okay. Now there's a drug in here that makes her kick ass. Um, okay. Now she's being pursued by people. Um, okay. That seems like an awful lot for one book. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Wow. Oh, and now we keep going and. You know, she's, you know, going to draw in a serial killer. Okay, wow, that's a lot of stuff going on, <laughs> you know? Yeah. The human interest story of just surviving serial killers and then suing the film company would have been enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I mean, again, I, I I do feel by the end of it, like, it was mostly pulled together. 
I just felt like that those were an awful lot of strings to try and tie together at the end of it. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like you could have. It is kind of a, a big escalation to go from using the pills inadvertently on her stalker and then on purpose on the low lives in the bar and then on purpose on a notorious serial killer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you forgot doing it on purpose on a notorious box truck. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. That that's right. You know what? Now that I think about it, it is the proper escalation. It does make sense. Okay. Uh. <laughs> right. Box truck is always step three. <laughs> box truck and then killer. and then serial killer. The the problem with the box truck is it was a grilled cheese sandwich truck instead of a taco truck. That was the root of the problem right there. Yeah, that's what it was. That's, that's, that's exactly what the problem was. So. But yeah, I, I just feel like for the especially for the first book in the series. Yes. There was an awful lot. Like maybe if there had been one or two books before then okay i might be able to handle two or three different plot lines for this but oh. i just think for the first one it was a lot more you know fingers and different pies type situation you know yeah like the the revelation of who dylan actually was yeah yeah wasn't you gotta save that one wasn't necessary in this part of the story that could have been saved for another mm-hmm. book yeah developed any of the relationships over and then oh like you guys were saying suddenly she's forgiven her you know high school bully and oh you know she she likes them and you know all that could have been you know parceled out over a couple of other books you know just yeah that was Mm -hmm. my main issue was okay we need to cut back on plot lines here (laughs) so um i really didn't like this book at all I had a hard time getting through it. In fact, at the very end, I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I come out here this morning and he's asleep in his chair and the audiobook's playing. <laughs> I, I didn't actually finish the book. I made it for like three hours left in the book and I fell asleep. Um, you know, I, she, she, I, I love superhero fiction. It's something I'm not stepping out of term when I say, I'm legitimately an expert in. I've spoken at comic book conventions. I've organized comic book conventions. Superhero fiction is something I'm legitimately an expert in. She strongly fits into that Popeye mold of you eat the spinach, the magic fruit, the pill, you get the power. Sorry, if if our man can die of kidney failure, she has no idea what she's doing to her body. She doesn't care. So why would I care as a reader? If, 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 if she's not willing to do the basic due diligence of superhero, then why would I care if she survives? It really made me angry when she's arguing with the lawyer. Cause I'm sitting there with the lawyer thinking the lawyer is the adult in the room. The lawyer <laughs> is the right person to listen to. And I really, I couldn't, you know, I, I, um, my notes are blood work. She's not wanting to get the blood work. Stupid. Um, destroying the cell phone in a fit of rage when you know doing the flip off might be cathartic. That's evidence that had your conversation with your stalker and your your super secret evil corporation. You destroyed evidence. You're an idiot. Um, <laughs> 
thinking he knows better than the FBI when they're arguing over FBI um, killer profiles. You're not, a, this isn't what you do for a living. Yes, you've been profoundly affected and you know more than the average person, but the FBI knows more in this situation. <laughs> Going after the mask makers, stupid. Um, you know, if, if you want something in this vein of female empowerment versus serial killers, just go read Hack and Slash. It's so much better. Like, I was, I was furious with this whole thing the whole time. But you didn't finish it. I fell asleep. You, Sorry, yeah. You, you, you missed her actually taking down the serial killer. Yeah, but either way, it was an exercise in futility because she should have been going after the, the evil government, uh, the, 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 the pharmaceutical the, company that just does what they want. The pharmaceutical company and the guy who drugged her. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the serial killer is bad and need to be brought to justice. But right now, focus on the man who drugged you and is calling you. Yeah, her vigilanteism was really misguided. <laughs> yes. Just go read Hack and Slash. It's so much better. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. I'm done. Drop the mic. <laughs> Hack and Slash is a, a comic book series where you have a victim. It, it, it really parodies the horror films. Like Freddy, Jason, all these kinds of things. I don't like horror. Right, but the, the core concept of it is you have this, this lady who dresses up like a scantily clad and then the monster comes out after and then she kills the monster. Like she hunts the Freddies and the Jasons and the Voorhees. That's what Hack and Slash is. That's a so much better version than this. Yeah. So that's, that's all I have to say. Uh, so final thoughts. Yeah, final thoughts. <laughs> final thoughts hey, Brandon, is it still better than Maze Runner? <laughs> Actually, I enjoyed the fight scene in Maze Runner a lot more than this book. Oh! Ouch. We might Damn. have to have a vote to kick him out. <laughs> 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 I mean, not a secret vote. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just, I didn't, yeah, no. But overall, Excluding the fight scenes. No, the fight scene, uh, I, I like the, even when we did the Maze Runner episode, I like the fight scene. But I mean, like, overall. Overall. It's better It's better written than Maze Runner. I will say that. There you go. Okay. Christopher Rice surprised me as an author because so much, so often when you have a kid of a famous person and they try to pursue the same thing that their dad or mom or whatever is good at, it doesn't end well. He's actually a good author. He's written other stuff besides the Burning Girl trilogy. And according to this, uh, the third one, Blood Victory. So there's Blood, but Bone Music, Blood Echo, and Blood Victory. Mm -hmm. um, Blood Victory was set to release August 2020. I don't know if it actually did. Uh, right. mm -hmm. it, it, this was, it was written before it was released. So, But he's also like, he's executive producer on a Vampire Chronicles. And he's like, you know, he's written. I read I read one of his other books, The Vines. I didn't enjoy it as much necessarily, but that one is definitely supernatural, a little scary, um, or creepy. I'd say more than scary, but you know, 
supernatural. At the end, I'm like, I'm not sure anybody really won here. <laughs> who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? It's a little confusing on who's who's good in that one because um, there's a lot of bad that happens. But uh, it was uh, it was it was all right. It was well written. It was completely different than this book. Totally different. But if you're if you're wanting to read a supernatural one by him, it's because you know that's what you were originally expecting from this, read the vine. It's more. No, I wasn't expecting supernatural. I expected him to go the opposite route of his mom. I really didn't ex- ex- expect anything supernatural from him. Um, because his mom, you know, is so well known that. Yeah. for that. So, so anyway. Bonnie, was Well, I, unlike Brandon, I liked it. So, mm. <laughs> obviously, I read it twice now and, and uh, suggested it. So, um, I liked it. I think it was worth a read. Like, you know. I liked it too. I'm probably not going to dive any further into the series, but I liked it. You know, it was it was enjoyable. At times, it was even fun, but also at times, it was frustrating. So, I, I liked the characters. You know, like there's certain characters I really like. Mm-hmm. You know, so Justin. Yeah, yeah, I would have to agree with uh, Lewis there. I mean, I enjoyed the book, but I probably won't read the second one. Justin. Um. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I I might read part of the second one to see where it picks up from the end because the ending left me kind of uh, yeah because I didn't know if Dylan got if he died or not. We, we, they kind of left it left the kind of left it hanging. Well, it looked like she agreed. So. Yeah, but uh, uh, but I, I I would I would uh, I would at least check you know check out the second book and see what's going on. Uh, my guess, and, and don't tell me if I'm wrong, but my guess with this series is that it's going to be, the second book is her working for this shady company as like a like a vigilante, she goes after Monsters of the Week kind of thing, and it's going to be almost like Buffy. Like, I'm guessing that's what's going to happen here. Probably. Um, but I don't know, I haven't read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. David. Uh, I mean, uh, since Dave jumped, Lewis, Lewis, final thoughts. He did. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, just I like it. Yeah. We skipped David. Did you have a final thought, David? Dave. Um, yeah, like I said, or um, I thought the book was all right, but like I said before, I wouldn't uh, probably go after the second one. Um, if they if they put this into a a series on TV or something, I'd I'd watch it just to see how it went out, but... It would be entertaining as hell as a TV series. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it would. If like, done properly. Yeah, like a Netflix if, yeah. series. Like a Netflix series, how they have, like, those six-episode seasons kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it would do... I think it would do well on Netflix. Because I'm a, I'm a big Anne Rice fan, so I gave I gave Christopher Rice a chance, and um, compared to his mom, I think uh, he has a long way to go. But other than that, I thought I thought it was good. I recommend I recommend reading it. Okay. Uh, hey. Lewis or Wayne? Go ahead, Wayne. Okay. Uh, um. Overall, I I like the story. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, as everybody's discussed, there were some problems here and there with it. Uh, 
believability and laws of physics, you know, in a couple of spots. So like Justin said, I'm kind of, kind of curious to at least start the second book and see uh, how a couple of loose ends pan out. So, but I, I would recommend giving it a, giving it a read, you know, if you're looking for some, well, that you would call it light reading, but if you want something that's got, you know, a thriller undertone with a touch of sci-fi to it. I like the micro drones. The technology in this one was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in terms of the micro drones, like I've seen, you know, we, we've all seen like, like um, DJI kind of drones. They're all over YouTube. They're like, you know, the size of your head, right? I've seen videos of a drone that's about that size, mainly for military applications and the tail's about that big. So the concept of a micro drone is a real thing. It can, and, it can really exist, you know? Flock, they, they use, uh, for lack of a better word, flocks of, of uh, small drones in, in uh, uh, entertainment now. Uh, where they they can literally put up a couple hundred drones and they work in unison and do pictures with lights and and things mm-hmm. like that uh, all just by following the computer program. Yeah, that kind of reminds so, me of uh, Michael Crichton's book called Prey. They did something similar like that yeah. on there. Mm-hmm. Crichton's really big into like biofuturism and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh. he did something very very similar in, in his book called Prey. They did something like that in uh, one of the uh, Olympus Has Fallen movies where they had mi- mm. micro drones with facial recognition and explosives <laughs> and uh, took out an entire squad of men using little drones. flying bombs. They've also made um, like, I think they call them more robots than drones, but I would consider them more drones where that are like the size of bees to help with pollination. Um, they're still in test phases on that kind of thing, but I think they're pretty mm-hmm. cool. You know? So, so you know, in a lot of ways, the technology wasn't too far-fetched. No. Mm-hmm. It was believable, at least to me. Next. Maylene. Um, I would say, I mean, I it was one of those books where I enjoyed it while I was reading it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I I I liked certain aspects of it. I thought overall it was it wasn't too bad of a book. Um, I don't think I'll necessarily jump to the next book per se. I mean, I think I would more or less just chalk it up to like, okay, well, I'm glad I I read it and tried it out, but not necessarily you know a series that I would rush to follow. But uh, also, you know, if I happen to come across a second book and um, I'm if I'm in the right mood, I might pick it up. Um, but like I said, not one of those ones where I have to have every single book in the series. I'm I'd be just as fine not reading the next book as I would reading. It, so. Um, but the book itself, I'd probably give a seven out of ten. Yeah, yeah that's what I'd I say probably a seven too. I'd give it a seven. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's because you didn't like it. The rest of us did. 
at least enough to give it a seven. But um, yeah, I give it a seven. I liked because it was different than other things I've read before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it was not different. And, I mean, it had its problems, but not enough to make me think, oh, this is a horrible book. So, right. Brandon? Um, he gave his final thought. He didn't like it. Yeah. No. <laughs> he didn't like it. Uh, not for me. Um, I felt the main character was an idiot. I couldn't, I couldn't, no, but her choices uh, just really bothered me. So, um, yeah, so uh, moving on, uh, TARDIS, picking up the next book. All right, yeah, I'll pick it. A good one, Dave. I'm picking, I'm picking this one for you, Brandon. Thank you. <laughs> No, Dave, not that one. Pick the other one. <laughs> it was probably okay. going to pick one of yours. Too. There you go, that one. We got Memoirs of a Geisha Ooh. by Arthur Ooh. Golden. Yes, <laughs> it's by Lewis. It, okay, so it is one of my books. Okay, so you picked the right one. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Told you, Lewis. All right. <laughs> That's the next book. The next All time right. of the book is Memoirs of a Geisha. Is it backwards? Nice. No, it's it's okay. It's right. Yeah. It's only backwards to you. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Walk out. No, I'm just going to hit the stop record. Bye. 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 Well, there you have it. That was Bone Music by Christopher Rice. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Once again, it is brought to you by DestinyComics.com, where you can buy all of our books. Everyone who's in this show has uh, written a short story or two for our 8-bit pulp anthologies. Um, we have several short stories, novellas, in addition to our comic books that we publish in original art. And then don't forget patreon.com slash destiny comics, where you can get our bookmark of the month club and access to all kinds of goodies. Um, uh, if you're a fan of this show, we appreciate it. It's through things like the Patreon or our sales of our, our, our products that we're able to keep doing stuff like this. So thank you. Have a great day. Um, and, uh, see you next book.